Hello and welcome to Stand and Deliver, a JoJo podcast. This week, we discuss episode 27 of season 4 and Kaito Sentai Lupin Ranger versus Keisatsu Sentai Pat Ranger, episode 25. It's a Sunday. I don't. All right. I don't mean today, today, which is Easter. I mean mm. this week, this episode. This is our 52nd episode. We've been doing this for a year. Oh, no. Yeah. How's that make you feel? Think about that. Old and tired. Well, speaking of tired, last week was rough. Yeah, but hey, you remembered when we were supposed to record that time, so we're already ahead of schedule <laughs> this week. Yay! We got to the bottom of Dapio. I don't want to get into Dapio's bottom. I do. Well, okay. I mean, I'm not going to judge you. Dapio's he's a he's a handsome boy, but you have to give updates on what uh, you played some R type. Uh, yeah, like only two levels of it. Well, that's a good looking it's that's a handsome video game though. Sure. I like how someone just sat down and said, What if the whole thing was mode seven? Rilf. <laughs> R type I like to fuck. Right? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm into it. Sure. I wouldn't kick it out of bed. Yeah, no, that's a good-looking video game. Uh, I played two levels of that, and then I stopped, and then I played all of Ranma One Half Heart Battle. Why? <laughs> so, I do the whole, like, retro achievements thing, and the thing that I don't like about that is if I start up a game, it will affect my ratio of, like, how much have I completed. Uh, and I had some friends over today, and uh, Danny, a friend of mine, is very good at fighting games and kicked my ass, but I know... That he is very bad at Rama One Half Heart Battle. It's the only fighting game that I can beat him in, and so I needed to uh, humble him. Who's your main? Uh, Rama, Lady Rama. Okay, I don't know. I thought maybe you'd go with Shampoo. Hmm. Pantyhose is kind of OP in that game. Specifically, his uh, bull transformation has like really good reach. Look, I'm saying this like it's a legitimate fighting game. It's not. It's actually fucking garbage. And that's why it's the one game that I can beat Danny in. And that's why I keep going back to that well. But, like, to get all the achievements into the Super Easy, it's just you beat the game. That's it. Like, whoever made that did not want to do more work than that. So, can you blame that them? took me, like, 15 minutes. Uh, no, uh, not really. I don't have a copy of Ranma 1 Half Hardbell. I have a copy of the other Ranma 1 Half game for Super Nintendo, the one that was reskinned as 
but like street fight or something uh street combat yeah street combat and that yeah. one is even worse than hard battle so oh yes it is and for some reason uh people put more work into the achievements on that one because that list is like three times as big well cool i'm just gonna let that one languish i'm not getting a single achievement of that thing because that game fucking sucks yeah i just bought oh, it because boy. i found it at a store for like ten dollars and was like hmm this seems like a funny thing to have that's way too much money for it ah uh, i would even buy buck bumble for that much and i think buck bumble would be way more funny and worthwhile to own hmm I mean, Bug Bumble, you can at least, like, punch that into the Nintendo 64, turn it on, and listen to that intro theme. Sure. Which is Cla- more than I could get out of the Ranma game. The classic Bug Bumble yeah. theme. Everybody loves it. Yeah, bum to the bass, bum to the boom to the bumble. Yeah, right about the now, lyrics. it's time to rock with the biggity Buck Bumble. <laughs> what about now, it's time to rock with the biggity Buck Bumble. What about now? It's time to rock with the big and the bump, bump, bump to the bump to the bump to the bass, bump to the bump to the bump, bump to the bump to the bump to the bass. Pretty much that in Inca, or like the episodes in my top five video game themes. You are Inca. I've played a considerable amount of Inca in my life, Why? in my time. I don't know. What is Inca? Why, like, why did I the, What is the actual game part of Inca? Uh, so there's like a spaceship shooting component of that where you're like flying through space and it's a first person kind of shooter gallery thing. Okay. And then you like land on planets and then it becomes... Uh, I don't want to say like Mist because like Mist is a good game. So this is like No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky Can was I... just ripping off Inca. Sure. So like I played the first shooting segment and like the first actual dungeon crawling segment, and it's basically just you have like four directional controls and you just go between different rooms. Okay. Doing stuff like fighting dudes. Okay, uh, so from it's what not... I remember, it's been a few years since I played it. Okay, so it's more missed than like a, a Legend of Grimrock or Ultima Underworld or something like that. You're saying the name of video games that I should know more about, but I don't, so I couldn't really tell you. Well, you said Dungeon Crawl, and those are Dungeon Crawl games. Okay. But if it's more like uh, pre-rendered backgrounds and you're just switching between them, which I assume they're pre-rendered because it's a CDI game. Yeah. I, I want to say that they were pre-rendered. I know that, like, the, the characters and stuff definitely are. Right. It is not worth playing. No. At all. You, you watch the intro to Inca, and then you put down Inca. Yes. Specifically, watch the time Giant Bomb watched the intro to Inca, so you can see <laughs> yeah. Jeff's amazing dance moves, and that's all you need to know about Inca. Ah, uh, Gil's the tweeb. <laughs> It's turned into a ZZ Top video. Uh, Zamfir commercial. All yeah, right. no, Inca... Inca really is, uh... Look, if I could get CDI emulation working on my uh, RetroPie, I would do it. Mm-hmm. Just for when guests are over, I could be like, Hey, check out this garbage game, it's called Inca. Check out Thunder in Paradise. Yeah. Oh, we played, um, oh god, what, what's the name of it? 
It's a 32x uh, fighting game. It was one of the launch games Virtual for that Fighter. Thing. No, uh, I played as like a robot snake lady in that thing, so fighting um, a alien ripoff. One must Is fall. A... No. Well, you get like the 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 on. gimmick was that some of the characters could get like interchangeable armor pieces, and you could like knock the armor off oh, in battle. Like cyborg justice. No. <laughs> Like, gonna... If we keep going, though, we'll whittle down all the 32x games I'm... and figure it out. I'm now looking at a list of 32x games because there are like 12 of them. Yeah. Uh, it's not uh, WrestleMania the arcade game. Is it T-Mech? No. Mm. no. Supreme that. Warrior. That must be it. No, it is not. What? Slam it's City with War. Scotty Pippen? Yes. No, I played as the robotic... <laughs> Snake Lady in the Scotty Pippen game. Metalhead. No. Colibri. <laughs> no, I know what that is. So real quick about Colibri, I like pulled that open to kind of show uh, my friends that game, and then realized it's by the same studio that did Echo the Dolphin. And now I'm really mad that I promised myself I would play that game because I'm pretty sure it's just Bird Echo. Oh, that's the Hummingbird game. Yeah. Okay. Seeing the name Colibri. <laughs> does not yeah. make me think of anything really it's basically just echo the dolphin but you play as a hummingbird You're sure from... it wasn't metalhead i'm pretty sure it was not metalhead oh supreme oh, warrior is oh. an fmv game i think i remember the name of it but i'd rather you keep <laughs> reading off the complete list of 32x games is it brutal above the claw no that is not it either you're getting close, though, I think, if you're just going alphabetically. Dark Side. No. Oh, Cosmic Carnage. You did it! Yeah. It's Cosmic Carnage. That's the game. In Japan, it was called Cyber Brawl. Yeah, well, it's also not good. Oh, well, uh, in you fact... know what? It turns out this uh, holds similarities with and is considered by some a spiritual successor to Fighting Masters, also from this developer. So that explains it. Yeah, uh, there is a really great part of that Wikipedia article where it's just like, even Tom Kalinske said this game is fucking garbage. <laughs> great. It's just like that someone did an interview with them about like the 32X and we're just like, well, what would you say about the fact that there's like a lot of bad games on this thing like Cosmic Carnage and then like Tom Klinsky's just like, yeah, well, you know, learning experiences. Uh, that wasn't a good game. Yes, it, it says um, even Sega of America president Tom Kalinske declined to defend the game. When an interviewer brought up the negative response Cosmic Carnage was getting, Kalinske said only, well, you know, every now and then there are games with which we're not so happy. It's all part of the learning process. Oh, word, Tom? <laughs> Tommy just throwing Trico under the bus here. Damn. I, I guess they were they changed their name to Givro this no are they still in business what form have they taken at this oh, point let's see cosmic carnage was the last game they ever made well this starts with Givro corporation was a japanese video game development company that's a so... good sign yeah yeah 
Uh, they released their final game in late 1997 and quietly dissolved at the end of the following year. Quietly dissolving is way better than noisily dissolving. Like, <laughs> that's like the dude at the end of RoboCop just wandering through the street and screaming as he melts. Perhaps you could clear this up. I recently purchased a dissolving classroom okay. uh, since I'm still on my Junji Ito kick. Uh, do people quietly dissolve in that book, oh. or do they violently, loudly dissolve? Oh, it's all loud dissolving. Hmm. All the way through. Well, I don't know. There are always going to be some that just sort of quietly accept their fate, but... Uh, the last game they released was Nanatsu Kaze no Shima Monogatari. Oh, of course. Uh, this game stars a dragon named Gapu who must explore an island. What is this? This is for the Saturn. It's a 2D side-scrolling adventure game, mm. uh, largely free of violence and instead focuses on puzzle solving. That's weird because Cosmic Carnage is an incredibly violent game. Well, I never would have guessed that from the name. Xenomorph punched the praying mantis guy in the pelvis, which, like, exploded his pelvis, and then, like, each leg was severed independently and was just, like, flopping around. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna need you to find a 32x game and tell me how this turns out. I need you to play Star Trek Starfleet Academy Starship Bridge Simulator. What? Yeah, you know. The 32x game? Yes. Also, Super Nintendo. Huh. I am pretty sure that I have downloaded every single 32X game on this thing. I've not sat down and, like, looked through the list, so I might have that on I there. I mean, yeah, like, it would take, what, 50 megabytes? Yeah, again, everything? not many 32X games. And, no. amazingly, none of them were good. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's not fair. I'm sure uh, that Blackthorn. version of Afterburner and like Outrun on that thing were probably fine. Like that's an all right version of um, the Star Wars arcade game. Sure, um, yeah, but like that's the thing. The stuff on the 32x that was good was games that were already good on other systems. Yeah, they like were just Primal Rage. Over. Yeah, Knuckles Chaotix. No, NBA Jam Tournament Edition. Yeah, probably. Slam City with Scotty Pippen. <laughs> Absolutely. You get a place as sexy uh, snake robot. Uh-huh. World Series Baseball starring Dion Sanders. World Series Baseball starring Dion Warwick. <laughs> World Series Baseball starring Warwick Davis. Of course, the leprechaun himself. All right, look, we there's a JoJo. Yeah. A whole JoJo was laid out before us, and we feasted upon it. Don't do that. You don't want to eat the things that were in this episode. Don't Chowing down on do scissors. Not want to eat. Swallowing a bunch of razor blades like a real weirdo. Hold on, let me lick up all this blood that's had the iron sucked out of it. Yeah, it looks like a pineapple mango smoothie. Oh, it looks so gross. And also, like, kind of just bad, because it's just, like, a texture they laid on his face. But, like, if you pause it, it looks pretty gross. Uh-huh. Anyway. So, uh, risotto? Hey, you know, but also, that reminds me, uh, what happened to the backgrounds? I forgot to mention it last episode, because uh, my spirit had left my body for the duration of the recording. 
Um, but the backgrounds look bad. The rocks, uh, especially, it looks like somebody just took a photo and then like slapped a Photoshop filter over them or something. I kind of didn't really notice, to be honest. Weird. Yeah, I don't know. I did not notice the backgrounds in any like particularly meaningful way in this episode or the last one. Good talk, George. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. I, I always got your back. <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah, no, the backgrounds were terrible. You're totally 100% right, Larry. Yes, that's right. Thank you. Oh, I no am problem. very observant. <laughs> yes, you are. You got those big observant eyes. Yeah, I just, like, bulge them out, and then I can see everything. Yeah, you're like a rat. They just kind of boggle in and out of your skull. Uh-huh. Like a you ever Reed see Richards, a rat do that? An Ultimate Fantastic Four. No, oh, I haven't. Oh, uh, well... Look up a video of that later. It's terrifying. Is it cool with you if I don't do that? Come on, you don't want to see like a rat's eyes just vibrate out of its skull, like in and out of the socket a whole bunch? No, I don't. They they do it when they're happy. (laughs) Why would they do that when they're happy? I don't know why they do that when they're happy, but that's a thing that they do when you like pet them. Some rats will just vibrate their eyes in and out of their skull, and apparently that's a good thing. I'm so psyched, I'm gonna pop my eyes out. (laughs) I mean, when you put it like that, I guess it kind of makes sense. Get so excited that your eyes just start bulging out of your head. Just look like that one picture of Frieza that I like to post. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, this rat is either having the time of its life or it's getting punched in the stomach by Goku. I'm not sure which. <laughs> Never sure which. I mean, wouldn't you kind of be having fun if you were getting punched by Goku? Like, on one hand, it would suck and it would hurt, but on the other hand, you'd be like, I'm getting punched by Goku. I'm not sure that I'd be alive long enough for my brain to process that. Like, well, I think one punch from Goku would just liquefy all my internal organs. Well, I'm talking like, you know... Dragon Ball Goku Like before oh, then... it really gets out of hand Like you'd probably still Bust up some internal organs or something But oh, you'd yeah. no, survive I'm, it I'm ending up in the hospital after that But, I, but I'd live Yes, I'm pretty sure I'd live My quality of life afterwards Is debatable Yeah I might be hooked up to tubes For a while Yeah, Goku punched me in the tummy And now I have a colonoscopy bag <laughs> Goku smacked me in the bread basket And now Clint Eastwood's gonna pull my life support <laughs> Oh man uh, Risotto That's him uh, And and as I'm just now finding out Vinegar Tapio Yep It's a hell of a name Uh we pick up exactly as we left off. Uh, they are getting into a confrontation with each other. Uh, Dapio is totally the boss and has King Crimson. And we're starting to figure out that Risotto's power is that he can turn iron into metal objects. See, I told you. I told you he was just doing the X-Men 2 Magneto thing. Yeah. And I was right. Oh, he de- Yeah, he definitely does the X-Men 2 Magneto thing later. Uh, but... Uh, the boss is explaining to Dapio that, you know, King Crimson is able to, like, forecast the future, uh, which he sees, like, projected onto his beautiful pink bangs. So, apparently this is because of Epitaph, which is the little tiny head on King Crimson. 
Yeah, great. This is another uh, stand power that just has multiple powers, even though we've been told multiple times that that's not a thing that is allowed to happen. Yeah, but yeah, he there says, go. like, this is because Dapio only has control of Epitaph and, like, the arms of King Crimson, so he can't do the time erasure. I just... So let's imagine just for a second that these are actually different people, Dapio and the boss. I like this idea that if the boss just shares Epitaph and the arms, then his version of King Crimson just has a hole in the head and just no <laughs> arms at all. Yes, exactly. Like, he gets that fight with somebody and then he's like, oh, it's too bad Dapio's in trouble because now I don't have arms. <sighs> He goes to punch somebody and just kind of like turns to himself, clenches his che teeth, and just goes, ah, fucking arms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, guess, so... Uh, and also, this episode, there are several times in this where Diavolo is like, oh, I guess it's time for me to come out, but it's going to take me about ten seconds. And then he kind of just stops... Like he's like, yeah. oh, okay, Dapio's got it now. And then later, again, he comes out. It's like, dude, just just do it. Yeah, do it or don't. Yeah. Like Quit you teasing us with this uh, Diavolo reveal. You could have popped out like four or five times by now. Yeah. Uh, but this this is a really good bit where he's predicting the future because the first thing that he sees is just a pair of scissors inside of his own damn throat. Yeah. Also, um, I'll give a shout out to the localization team for the names. This time they changed Epitaph to Eulogy, which is pretty good. Yeah. Still gets the fine. same meaning. Still short. Yeah. Not Unlike Metallic. Yeah. Topped the A off of that. Emperor the day. Crimson. Yeah. So. Basically, uh, we find out with this thing, it sort of operates a little bit like um, Boingo's... Uh, is it Oingo or is it Boingo? Which one was the kid? It was Boingo, right? Uh, yes. Okay, yeah, so Boingo's comic book operates similar to this in that whatever it predicts in the future will happen, but this is more explicit about you can kind of change this outcome. Like, this thing is going to happen, but not necessarily to you. Yeah. Uh, like, someone's so the boss is... foot's gonna fly off. Yeah, but it is. might not be your foot, even though you saw it as your foot. Someone's head's gonna blow up. It looks like your head, but it could be anybody's head. Uh-huh. Um, which, like, Boingo kind of operated like that because he had stuff with, like, okay, well, it... It just needed to be a Jotaro getting blown up. And if he just, like, if Oingo just rearranged his face back to normal, he would be fine. And then the prediction would transfer over to the real Jotaro. Uh-huh. Same thing going on here. Um, but I do really like the boss trying to calm down Dapio, going like, okay, hey, look, you're going to get scissors in your throat. That's just a thing that's going to happen. Yep, you're just going to have to tough through it. Uh, you yep. can do it. It's you're going to be fine. You're you're going to live. Just some scissors in your throat. It's no big deal. You know you'll bleed a little bit, but hey, you know you've got plenty more blood where that came from. Yeah, you're full of blood, as it turns out. I mean, you're basically just a sack of blood with some bones in it. If you think about well, it, yeah, poke you poke you right here, some blood comes out. 
Yep. That's fine. So if I poke you right here, some more blood comes out. You got plenty of blood. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> Topio. <laughs> Good segue. Yeah, move it on. I want to keep this moving. Yeah. Uh, is trying to figure out where uh, Risotto is going to pop up. Risotto all of a sudden has Octo Camo. Uh-huh. This never quite makes sense. No, it doesn't. Later he says that's because he covered himself in iron powder. Let's him blend in with his surroundings, but it does seem to work like Octo Camo. Yeah. Um, I, I guess the thing is that it would be reflective, but then the problem is he's blending in seamlessly with his surroundings, and that's not how reflections work. Nope. Like, at first so, I thought it just meant like it would turn him gray so he would blend in with the rocks, but that's not what's happening. And then later on, like, he's just straight up transparent. Yeah. So, uh... You know, he gets a pair of scissors in his throat uh-huh. It happens uh, And he just, like, starts This is good and gross He starts, like, trying to push it through the skin of his neck So he can just yank this pair of scissors out Yeah And he does it And he is absolutely fine Because he just covers up the hole with his palm And that's really all you need to do To take care of a Pair of scissors sized wound in your neck Yep It's fine Fine. Yeah Here's the thing that confuses me I don't think Araki understands how anatomy works Because if a pair of scissors was made out of blood Wouldn't that have to like have formed in his artery? Not necessarily I mean you've got blood in places where there aren't arteries If you cut your finger it bleeds There's not an artery there yeah, I know, but like in your neck, if you had to have enough blood pool in there to form a pair of scissors. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Huh. But then, like, he had um razors in his throat, and there's no blood in there. Look, hey, I'm not. Look, I'm not arguing the fact that he probably shouldn't have died earlier. Yes Because he absolutely should have the first time Risotto did literally anything to him Right, but I'm saying where he's forming the objects isn't necessarily where the blood's like coming from Because there's no blood in the esophagus or stomach, hopefully Unless poor Dabio has some bad ulcers uh, in order to form the razor blades So, But again, Araki maybe just doesn't know anything about anatomy at all yeah, well, I think that's very uh, likely. Definitely. I mean, have you seen the way he draws the people? Oh yeah. Everybody Joints don't work that way. Everybody he draws is contorted like the dancer of the Boreal Valley from Dark Souls Three. <laughs> like that's just how everybody moves. It's a really good reference, and I know that the only reason you would do that is because you're playing that game right now. That's right. Guess what? I still don't like it. Well, went for cry a, about it some more. I went for a reevaluation. Let's talk about Sekiro for another twenty minutes. No, no, I'm free. I've, I'm done with it. Finally, finally been released. Yes. Yeah. So, Sword unlike Saint me, I just can suck my taint. Unlike me, and... I just bought that uh, Kingdom Hearts collection, which is nine damn games. 
And since I spent money on that, I gotta play them all. Well, no, well, it's not... Hmm. Nope. I have to play them all. No, I'm saying I don't think it's actually nine games. It's what? One, two, Chain of Memories, Birth by Dream Sleep, Drop Distance. Dream do- yeah, Dream Drop Distance. That uh, 2.8... 182 divided by two that, days? That's not the game, though. That's just, like, cutscenes from it. What the fuck? Look, it's for the better. You don't want to play that. Uh, the same thing with that RE coded thing. That's just cutscenes from it because that was like some mobile game. So I think it's six full games. I could still return this. It's still. I just send it back. A lot. <laughs> it's a lot of video games. Uh, so Dapio. He he yanks the scissors out of him, and then Risotto is just like, "Oh, you like you you drew your hand up to your neck before I even put the scissors there, so that's interesting. Like, I wonder what your stand power is. Maybe something to do with seeing the future. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe." Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, I'm going invisible again. Bye bye. <laughs> yep. He just exits like uh, like Knuckles. Just says bye. And just disappears. Yeah, you finished the Legend of the Ten Elemental Masters. I did. How'd that work out? This is a burden that I'm going to have to carry for the rest of my life. I don't even remember what happens at the end of it. I think, like, what, Knuckles just, like, nukes that enemy orb or whatever, and that's kind of it? Do you want my book report? Sure. Give it to me. Of what you want? Okay. Um, here's the thing about Legend of the Ten Elemental Masters. Seth King, the bad guy, uh, and you know he's bad because he's described as an evil force and nobody likes him and literally every single person in the city of Amazonia voted for him to receive the death penalty except for like one person. Uh-huh. And he wears all black, including a black straw hat, which is <laughs> a hell of a fashion choice. Uh, they basically do the whole like, okay, you're going to like meet Sephiroth and this is like your final fight and you have like your last bit of dialogue and you know you're about to throw down like that kind of thing at the end of an RPG. And we find out that his motivation is he just wanted to be the mayor of Amazonia and then Knuckles is just like, I checked your stats. You're really not qualified for being a mayor. Maybe something like carpentry or construction. Wow. Fucking sick burn, Knuckles. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Jeez, Knuckles trying to keep down the proletariat. <laughs> and so also while this, I don't know how far he got in the book, because there's a character that's introduced very late. We've established that this is Knuckles, but it's not Knuckles from Sonic the Hedgehog, right? He's like a different color of red. It's yes. not the same Knuckles. Well, he's like a purple. He has a partner from the same universe as him whose name is Speed. Uh-huh. But he's totally not Sonic the Hedgehog. No. Absolutely Definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> and so, yeah, like, the whole way that this thing ends is uh, Seth King can only only be harmed by, like, light elemental spells. And um, Knuckles gives him three strikes, and then he's out of there. 
like he keeps saying things Knuckles doesn't like, and Knuckles just goes like, "Strike one." Obviously, uh, Ula Lilia's attempt at like a cool badass thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so Knuckles and Speed, they they are very high leveled. They have ultimate abilities, but then you have the three human characters, two Ivan and um, Tyler. I think is the other character's name. They're all worthless, which is why I don't remember one of their names. They literally do nothing throughout this entire story other than die like about five times each. They're there to uh, say how great Knuckles is and be amazed. Basically. Yeah, that's that's all they're there. He he ostensibly kidnaps them. Yeah. By the way, they never return home. They just yeah. go to live with Knuckles at the end of it. We've been uh, over this. I hate it so much. I hate it so so much. There's actually a bit where you finally get Knuckles's like character stats screen, and on weaknesses, it just says no emotions. <laughs> I think this it's is... it's interesting to me that Ulalilia would consider that a weakness. Uh, weakness is a sociopath <laughs> Weakness will um, never know love <laughs> Oh, My stat screen of course would say Weakness has never seen the Godfather trilogy mm-hmm. um, Trying to think what else would be on there Babies Posted oh, so JoJo's podcast Babies, yeah Um so Knuckles has before this transferred uh, various elemental abilities over to the human characters so they too can cast light abilities. And so it's this big triumphant moment where everybody just dumps light spells into Seth King as a group. But of course, this is being described with like all of Knuckles and Speed's abilities are connecting. But like the human characters, they just keep like popping up saying mist. Yep. Like, I'm kind of surprised one of them didn't, like, accidentally kill themselves in the process. <sighs> 260 book. pages, that book. I read all of it. Congratulations. You're worse off for it. Real, real proud of myself for that one. Mm-hmm. There's a whole chapter in that book called Pizza Break. In conclusion, The Legend of the Ten Elemental Masters is a land of contrasts. I actually, uh, we'll move on from this and put Legend of the Ten Elemental Masters behind us, but I do need to talk about this Pizza Break chapter because I I actually cannot stop thinking about it. We've already talked about it. But have I talked specifically about how things pop off so much in that chapter? I don't remember. I know we talked about how it's been so long talking about the the type of coupon they're going to use. Yes. So, So that's actually just a couple boring pages in it and then it becomes maybe one of the most intense chapters all right so this is all going on they're ordering their pizza by the way we get here because ivan died and the first thing he says when he gets revived after seeing the afterlife after having his own mortal existence put into perspective is i'm hungry can we use that pizza coupon that we got (laughs) You know, you gotta be frugal. Yeah, so they get their pizza, and then, like, in the background, like, a bunch of cars are just levitating into the air and being stacked in a pyramid. And Ivan's just like, huh, that's weird. You don't see that every day. Knuckles, what do you think's going on? And Knuckles is just like, it's probably just Seth King trying to get my attention. 
And then he fixes this. He returns all the cars to normal. And immediately after, two robbers break into the pizza parlor and hold up the cashier. That's so Knuckles right. turns them okay. into statues and then teleports them directly to jail. <laughs> I remember this now. What the now. fuck is the jail going to do? These two dudes just showed up. They don't know what the fuck to charge them with. I'm just going to put them in the Knuckles. lobby. Knuckles didn't attach a note to them. He just teleported them. No. Just... And then as soon as he's as soon as he's done teleporting them, immediately afterwards, a waitress has a heart attack and then three cardiac arrest pops out <laughs> of her as like a stat ailment. Oh, boy. So Knuckles brings her back to life. <sighs> Cures her of the status ailment cardiac arrest do you think that's how <clears throat> do you think that's how Ulililia like actually sees everything like if his dad died of a heart attack he'd be like oh well he just didn't have the Kiraga for his uh, cardiac arrest 3 my life cure spell wasn't high enough dad I'm sorry I can't help you out of this one I can't believe you committed suicide I cannot believe you committed suicide. How could you have done this? How could you have committed suicide? I can't help you out of this one, Jim. With all we've been through, I can't pull you out of this one. Goodbye, my friend. Goodbye. Sorry, buddy. Can't get you out of this one. Why was Ulililia turning into Neil Breen from Faithful Findings? Is it really that far of a stretch? I mean, both of them created media where they totally self-inserted as, like, god-like entities. Like, Knuckles is absolutely Ulililia. In the same way Neil Breen is always just playing the most ideal version of himself. Right, and Seth King is definitely somebody in real life who made him angry. Definitely. I mean, he started writing it in 1999, and it released, like, what, 2008, I think is when he published that book? Uh, probably. I mean, also, it's a better outlet than uh, Chris Chan, who wanders around pepper-spraying GameStop employees and defacing things in Walmart because he's mad at them. Yeah. Ulililia has never done a hit and run. No, Ulililia is a good guy. He's yeah, just he's weird. Yes, he is he is very nice. So, I I finished the book. We can put it to bed. It's back on the shelf. I will never pick that up again for the rest of my life. You say that. Look. There are times need... when you can just read a page and have a good time. I'm never I don't going need to pick read it up it again because it's going to stick with me for as long as I live. I'm not going to be able to forget any of it. Mm. Okay. It's become a part of me now. Hey, did you know um, in The Long Good Friday, Bob Hoskins was younger than either of us? He just, like, always looked 40. It's weird. Age comes for all. Huh? Yeah, well, yeah. Like, it's just weird like he was playing like this mob boss it's like oh yeah. he was just he was but a child 
a young, fresh-faced, 22-year-old Bob Hoskins. <laughs> Almost. I mean, not many people know this, but when he played Mario, he was 17 years old. Yeah, right. John Leguizamo was only eight. <laughs> no, he's in his 30s, you moron. <laughs> well, excuse me. I was thinking of when he was playing the Violator in Spawn. Yeah, get it, get it right, dude. I have never seen Spawn. Should I see Spawn? There's a part in Spawn where the clown makes a fart, and there's a big green cartoon gas behind him, and he pulls yeah. out his underwear, and he's like, uh -huh. check, it, check it out, Spawn skid marks. <laughs> you answered my question. I need to see Spawn. Yes. Apparently. Ah, so Dapio, he sees another... Uh, or no, he does the thing where he loses the... No, 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 that happens after. Um, he sees a vision where a foot is being uh, like flung into the air and he sees it as his own foot. Uh-huh. And then the boss starts doing this thing of just like, okay, let me take charge, let me take charge, like, give me control. And then Dapio's like, nah, man, I got this. I'm going to, like, reverse this fortune. And so he figures out where uh, Risotto is. And I'm blanking on how he does this exactly. I don't how remember. Does... Later he does the thing with the scalpels. Yeah, like that... That I remember, but I can't quite remember how he oh, outs him. the frog. Him. The frog. Oh, that's Although right. I don't uh, know how. He... <laughs> like, yeah, this part didn't make any sense to me. The, the <laughs> frog. Well, yeah, but like the the razors come out of the frog, and then from that he's like, "Oh, he's over there." Like what? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but he chucks the pair of scissors, and he throws this pair of scissors so hard. It completely shears off a adult human being's foot. Mm -hmm. Which is badass, first of all. Yeah. Second, again, I don't think Rocky understands how the human body works. Or scissors, for that matter. Uh, and so, having knocked him over, uh, there's this bit where he's just like, Okay, God, where's the, where's the phone? There's a frog here. That's no Frog's phone. not a phone. Yeah, that's weird. And so he starts rumming, rummaging around in some rocks and basically pulls out a cigarette. Mm -hmm. He's like... He very daintily holds it. I really like the line about how, oh, well, electronics are getting smaller and smaller these days. Yeah. So here's the thing that I actually kind of wish would happen because it would have been so much more fucked up. Is if Doppio... Uh, when he does a thing where he starts ringing with his mouth, goes, oh, the phone is over here, and then picks up Risotto's foot. That would have been then... good. <laughs> that would have been really good. Yeah. Like, would have been funny, but also, like, completely fucked up, because imagine Risotto's perspective that this weirdo now is just talking into his severed foot. Mm -hmm. But the foot has to stay where it is for future developments. Yeah, well, it happens pretty quickly after this because Risotto just, uh, the boss is having this whole thing where he's just like, okay, let me take over because I want to be the one that kills him. And while this is happening, Risotto uh, basically levitates his foot back over and reattaches it using Metallica. 
And this uh, is where you actually magnets, see Metallica, huddle. which yeah. uh, is very cute. Looks like the little yeah. forest spirits from uh, Princess Mononoke, uh, or uh, gyroids from Animal Crossing. Yeah, they do kind of look like like angry little gyroids. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, yeah, they're cool. Uh, and he also like forms shackles or something to like kind of bind it to his uh to his ankle. Yeah, it's neat. That's uh. It's a good, good little bit that it does here, uh, but then kind of reveals that you know magnets, like magnetism, is a factor, which then you know comes into play later. Right. Uh, Rosado, uh, Violent J's favorite JoJo character. That's why Violent J called himself that, by the way. He named himself Violent J because of JoJo. Oh. Shaggy Two Dope has no interest in JoJo's bizarre adventure. What flavor of Fago you think Giorno drinks? Giorno? Uh, peach. He doesn't drink Fago at all, you fool. Yes, he does. I tried to, I tried to test you to see Bucciarati if you would actually... does not. Look, okay, Giorno drinks Fago. Bucciarati does not. Uh, Guido absolutely does. Narancia? Definitely. Are... Abacchio? No. Are... You're, you could not be more wrong. There are only two members... Of the group that are down with the clown Guido is the gimme That's obvious yes. He was inter- But he is not like He's not a true juggalo He was just introduced to it And is a hanger on From Abacchio Abacchio is the true juggalo You're saying Guido's just a clown from the neck down? Absolutely mm. Abacchio definitely has a hatchet man tattoo somewhere on his body, and I'm guessing it's his ass or just directly on the. Penis. You know what? I just remembered the part where he peed in that teacup and tried to get Jorno to drink it. So yes, that is I agree. exactly why I think this. <laughs> I was getting to that. I was going to say because as a man who has consumed Fago before, it I assume tastes exactly like piss. So of course it would be Abacchio's drink of choice. All right. You win this Look, time. I don't know what urine tastes like, but every now and then when my mind kind of wanders onto like, oh, that's gross. Why would people even like doing that? I just think like, oh, it probably tastes like fucking Fago or something. That's disgusting. Mm. Okay. Well, you know, no. You just start thinking of bad flavors you had to try to associate. And usually for me in drinks, it's like Fago. I've never drank Fago. So uh... bad. I think, uh, I'm trying to think of what the worst soda, uh, like cream soda is disgusting. Mm. Kind of any kind of cream soda, really. So I guess I'm that's probably... Of, like the worst soda I've ever had, and I don't think I've ever necessarily had like a soda that I didn't like that wasn't like an official brand. Usually when I don't like a soda, it's like, oh, this is a really cheap store brand where like the fizz dies out really quickly and the flavor is just super off. Mm-hmm. But then like Fago tastes like a store brand that also like a bunch of chemicals somehow made it inside of the bottle. It's like Fago is like an even worse Shasta. Fago is like if somebody dropped a bunch of pennies into your Shasta and it sat there for like a week. Oh, like a LaCroix. <laughs> Is that how you say it? LaCroix. Yeah. <laughs> LaCroix. 
le, le croix. No, it's le croix. Le like, croix. A, like a croissant. A croissant. You call. You go up to Burger King and you're like, "Yes, I would like a croix sandwich." No, it's a croissant. Wash it down with a Lacroix. La Cro- I would like a Lacroix with my croissant sandwich. I would like a Whopper meal and a Lacroix. You're an idiot. Lacroix. Like that? Sure. Sure. <laughs> Look, I don't know. I tried to start a discussion about the, the classic movie, The Long Good Friday. You were having none of it. Instead, you'd rather go on a tangent about what members drink Fago, and now this. <laughs> this is a disaster. How many times do they say gabagoo? <laughs> Never. Wait, in what? Oh, in The Long, Long Good Friday? Good. Never. Why yeah. would they say gabagoo? I don't know. It's I mean, British. It's not Bob Italian. Hoskin. But Bob Hoskins looks Italian. Well, yeah. I mean, that's how he got the role of Mario. Mario. Yeah, they just thought of the most Italian man they could. Yeah, Eddie Valiant. Imagine their surprise when he showed up on set. Talking He's like, "Oi, mate, it's me, Bob yeah. Hoskins. You ever seen my classic film, The Long Good Friday? That's me." Oh no, is that really Bob Hoskins? <laughs> Yeah, that's me. It's me famous accent. Everybody loves it. I thought I don't want to seem judgmental, but I thought he'd like be showing up eating a bunch of spaghetti and. Don't know why you think I'll be eating spaghetti. I'm more concerned about the fact that I was dead till a couple of hours ago. Not sure Uh, what horrible voodoo's brought me back (laughs) this time. I bet I have to murder someone to save my soul. Somebody said Mario Brothers three times and it summoned them from the afterlife. Oh, well, that'll do it. We'll all see you chaps later. It's time for me to go back to my grave to eternal rest till somebody else mentions a Mario Brothers movie. Well, it's not going to last very long. There's a whole Twitter about it. I don't, I don't know if you were alive yeah, long I, enough for Twitter. I crawl my way out of there pretty often these days. People can't get enough of it. Always I'm posting so pictures of the Goombas and saying, "Oi, you seen these Goombas? We got, uh, we found some new original designs of the Koopa Troopers." Now I have to come out here and say, hey, uh, uh. <laughs> "No, no, we didn't believe hard enough, and now he's disintegrating." Bye, Bob Hoskins. Rest in peace, Bob Hoskins. Mario Brothers, Mario Brothers, Mario Brothers. Boy, what's going on? Nothing, sorry, false alarm. You go back to... I like this power I have over Bob Hoskins. I can just kill him at any time. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the power of life is nice and all, but the true power is death. Yeah. I could rise him from his eternal slumber and then send him back from whence he came. Really on a whim. Yeah, it's like an altered beast. You could just say wise from your grave. <laughs> That's right. All I gotta do is talk about Big Bertha and then he just comes up from underground. Uh-huh. Alright, well... What? Yeah, uh, I don't know. 
there's this really gross bit where uh, Risotto's sucking all the iron out of uh, Dapio. Mm-hmm. So he, like, just... He starts making a ton of metal stuff inside of Dapio. Like, it's more spikes, it's more uh, razors, it's a whole bunch of stuff just coming out of him. And then he's like, oh, well... Do you know what iron in the blood does? It lets oxygen travel to the brain, and then, like, if you removed all the iron, your blood would become, like, yellow and gross. And so he's drawing all the iron out, and Dapio's blood's starting to become, like, this really gross yellow-red kind of brownish liquid. I bet there's a character in Yoamushi Petal whose whole thing is, like, my blood has three times the level of regular people's iron, so it absorbs extra oxygen, so that makes me a really yeah, good bikes, bike rider guy. I mean, I don't doubt that at all, That's probably considering how many episodes are in that Amine. Yeah, maybe. Did um, you just say that Amine? <laughs> I did, yeah. Great. I want to see with the frogman in that Amine where like he's riding his bike but then like Kermit just rides up alongside of him. Uh Uh-huh. But Kermit is like doing it casually but he's also way faster. Yeah. Uh, Usually I'm the mush mouth so I have to take every opportunity I can to make fun of whenever you do something like that. Oh, that's fun. Mm -hmm. I never mispronounce anything on this show. No, never. Yeah. <laughs> Please, it's Lacroix. Lacroix. Yeah. Totally Lacroix. Anyway, uh, I mean, it probably so, yeah, actually he's, he's is that... Lacroix, but that's not how you would pronounce that in French. Well, it's a good thing that's probably not actually a French drink. Of course when not. You sit down and think about it. Uh, so, yes, he's got this yellow blood coming out of him, and he's starting to, like, he's not getting enough oxygen to his brain. Much like us, because this episode has been about 10% JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and 90% whatever other bullshit comes into our dumb brains. Par for the course. You know, a large chunk of that was your Elemental Masters book report, so you're... <laughs> I regret nothing. Yeah. So, Risotto, uh... They're they're kind of noticing that they're about out of time. Uh, Dapio needs to get down to the beach because the gang is all there, and so is Abashio, which the boss is in particular worried about. And Risotto is just like, oh, you know, I thought it'd be fun to just let you kind of bleed out here, but I think that actually maybe I should just straight up kill you. Uh, so we have another like prediction of the future where Dapio's skull gets blown out. Uh, and then Dapio is just like, no, no way, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reverse this just like I did the last time, and it's gonna be his skull that blows up. There's a bunch of scalpels here, too, because there was a whole sequence where he's just summoning scalpels up from, like, the sand. Uh, and so, we get the boss again, talking about how he wants to take over. Uh, but Dapio is insistent that he's got a plan, and it's that he's using the magnetism to kind of direct a scalpel on his finger to sort of point out where Risotto is. Doesn't work out because Risotto removed his foot and the magnetism is being drawn towards the foot. Uh-huh. And Risotto is now behind him. Hey, and... hey, here comes a joke. You ready? 
Sure. Risotto now has to join the only one foot clan. Ah. Uh, uh, get it? The foot clan from the Ninja Turtles? But he only has one foot. Yeah, I don't have to do this podcast. I've been doing this for a year out of a courtesy to you. The One Foot Clan. Get it? Do you get it? I don't think you do. (laughs) Happy 420, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Believe it or not, I'm high on life. I'm high on drugs. It will never not be funny to me just coming (laughs) up with the absolute worst thing possible and then you just no-selling it. This is the goddamn worst episode we've ever done. Some say worse. Some say best. (laughs) Shout out to Rico. Because I'm going to be sending Rico this episode. Because Rico loves tokusatsu. That's coming up later. Okay, go on. Yep. Whatever. Yeah, okay, no. The, the Little Bombers here, man. Uh, Aerosmith. They don't bring his name up a whole lot, so I forgot. Uh, yes. He shoots Risotto. And now Risotto's dead. Yep. It's actually a pretty good uh, goof from him because... Um, was it? Oh, right. Uh, Dapio th- wasn't actually throwing the scalpels at Risotto. He was throwing them at the, uh, the Scooby team or whatever they're snooping around down there. Yeah, the because, mystery gang. Yeah. So without his oxygen, there was nothing for uh, Aerosmith to track. So he just thought there was one guy there. And he fills him full of holes. Yep. Risotto is dead now and will never be in another episode of jojo's bizarre adventure ever again i think so yeah well you know he got shot a lot yeah he had his foot removed and we had a guy rip a pair of scissors out of his neck but it turns out if you really want to kill a guy is shoot him uh-huh just shoot him a whole bunch i think he doesn't get any more easier than that i mean he did get shot a lot yeah uh <laughs> there's before the episode actually wraps, the boss ends up talking through Dapio, aka his own damn body, because mm-hmm. we know what's going. And he explains that whole thing about how he's thrown the scalpels over there, and how he got the better of Risotto, and Risotto is able to. He's already made the connection, but he verbalizes it plainly for the first time. He's just like, "Oh, you're the boss," and he dies. Yep. That's it. The end. That's uh, JoJo's. All right, let's see what manga anime differences are on the JoJo wiki. Here it is. This section requires expansion. First of all, here's the thing that's in here. A flashback of the Hitman team searching Donatella Una's room has been added. That's it, the end. Thanks, JoJo wiki. Good job. Yeah, now, that scene we didn't even bring up because it didn't matter at no, all. Absolutely not. Now, it's time for Roulette. Go down, gamble. 
Roulette, I said. Down in a trap game, I've been losing at roulette. Cards are bound to break me, but I ain't busted yet, cause I've been calling. I don't have to do this podcast. Roulette. <laughs> look. Did a roulette. We got, uh, let me look and what's the fucking name of this piece of shit? <laughs> Kaito Sentai Lupon Ranger versus Keisatsu Sentai Pet Ranger, episode 25. Larry Davis, if you could steal any one treasure in the world, what would it be? Uh, probably some weird bauble out of the chest safe of a lion monster. Oh, you've thought this through. Mine's... I... Your heart. Aww. No, I mean like your actual beating heart. Oh. I want to rip it out of your chest cavity. Hmm. I'll put it upon my mantle. Really in that Mortal Kombat mood. Oh, yeah. They put the song in the trailer, Larry. What song? They put the song in the trailer. What song? The, The Mortal Kombat, the one from the movie. Oh, really? They put it in the trailer for 11. Yeah, it's Neat. just part of the game. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I haven't watched like anything about 11, really. Oh, yeah. No, you should watch that trailer. It's, uh... I mean, it's... Does it, it's it weird has to the hear voice that clip of the guy saying, from... Mortal yeah. Kombat! Great. Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. Great. But I, actually, maybe it doesn't. I'm trying to remember. Oh, come on. It has it... to. I think it does. It doesn't have the stuff where it's just like Kano. Well, no. Okay. Like, doesn't have that stuff. Ever. It's like that thing. Yeah. And it's like a, it's more orchestrated, I guess. Like, it's still got kind of that techno y vibe to it, but it's definitely like played down. Yeah. It's like. That one? That's not the song. That's from Mortal Kombat 3, you dipshit. Oh, sorry. God. Love when that guy, like, pops out and goes, Toasted! So, Dan- again, Danny, this person that nobody listening to this podcast will know. Nope. uh, He mentioned today, he always thought that the guy was saying whoopsie all the time and not toasty. I thought that as a child, too. Yeah, I always heard Toasty. Like, I mean, even as when I got older, I realized it was Toasty, but like yeah, as no, a he's twenty-seven child. years old. And he never realized it. Yeah, as I child, explained I this to him for the first time today. Well, great. This was his his Ash Ketchum Miles Prower moment. <laughs> All right, why not? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to revel in that a little bit. It's not every day that you get to like blow the lid off of one of those really obvious things to to somebody who just somehow like made it decades without realizing. Yeah, what was the one that you had like that that I had to tell you? I don't remember what uh, it was. I actually think the Miles Prower one. No, it got wasn't. Me for, like a very long time. I'm not, I'm not saying like this is the one that you're talking about. Oh. I'm saying like this. Actually, I think I did make it in my twenties without realizing what that was. Oh, okay. It it was something. I I'll think of it eventually. I yeah. I don't. I remember there being something. I don't remember it either. Uh. So, 
we we watched not an anime we watched a super sentai uh program i think there's actually a different name for these things than that though like no, super well, sentai is... these are super sentai power rangers okay. is sentai uh, the genre as a whole is tokusatsu okay that's what i was thinking of because i remember this height like it it had a, a different name for everything yeah um this this show's weird yeah loved it's it. really weird so i guess the premise of this thing is you have three different groups that are all adversarial to each other and they're after a common goal which is the treasure of uh lupon yes um, actual Arsene way, rest, lupon. yeah by the way rest in peace monkey punch yeah r.i.p yeah um, it's a bummer so uh here's the thing i fired yeah. this thing up and thought uh-huh. wow they really liked persona 5 because this is made way before it wasn't it no it was after um but oh, the okay. which is kind of the weird or maybe it was like simultaneous but it definitely wasn't before it but it's weird because it takes so much from persona 5 specifically like the whole white black red like cut out letters and everything and mm, like the yeah. name the phantom thieves and the, their whole style then it turns out like phantom thief is just like a common archetype in japan now mm. like obviously because of persona 5 where it's been a common archetype it has been but not for very long like before okay. persona 5 but i think persona 5 also like maybe this is where this version of it comes from because so it's sort of serendipitous with persona 5 at least in regards to like this was an archetype that it maybe didn't play into as part of that archetype like it just sort of well okay so you've always had like gentleman thief like that's always been the thing I mean, that's yeah, been around but... forever but then yeah. if you look at the wikipedia article for gentleman thief like there's specifically a subsection called phantom thief which is for this japanese version of it but the examples in the japanese version are it's like it's a loop on the third and then like maybe a couple of other things and then nothing until like 2008 and then at some point it just like popped off like everybody started doing it so i guess that's where this specific version comes from yeah well, so yeah, you named one of the three groups. It's the Phantom Thieves, the Phantom Lupon Rangers. Yep, the Lupon Rangers. Okay, uh, then you have the Pat Rangers, which are uh, police officer Power Rangers. Yep. Uh, who have a hilarious police robot. Right. And, and one, the black okay, wait, guy. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yep. Who? Which one has the talking carrot with bat wings? Is that the the, the, they, the, the best part is they share the talking angry carrot. <laughs> well, that's because it's in the uh, the Megazord at the end. Spoilers before we get there. <laughs> they have joint custody over the carrot child. <laughs> <laughs> carrot bats at my house this weekend. <laughs> oh, I gotta drive all the way from Lake Tahoe to pick up my carrot son. <laughs> Also, he's just like a shitty puppet. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Uh, and then the third group is the Gengars. 
which are basically like the monsters uh, who have stolen Lupin's treasure. Ganglars. Uh, and... There's an L in there. What did I say? Gengars, like the Pokemon. <laughs> All right. But yes, gang- My brain's Ganglars. not so good. Because Ganglar uh, is way funnier to me because it m- makes me think like they're all gangly. Like they're just going to be really tall and thin with long arms and legs just flopping yeah, around. Instead, it's an octopus lady with just the biggest lips you ever did see. And bone boobs, which <laughs> yeah. is really something. Sure is. Uh, yeah, so the, the gang- ganglers uh, have. Sounds like a derogatory term now that I've actually, like, said it. Yeah, you know, property values really tanked when the ganglars moved in. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, They've stolen Lupin's treasure, the Phantom Thieves want to get it back, and I don't know if the um, Patlabors are wanting to get (laughs) the treasure back. (laughs) You like that? Yeah. I mean, okay. Uh, I don't know if they want to get the treasure back necessarily, or if they just want to bring both groups to justice. I don't know. They say not, something like they're totally sure. they're on behalf of the global police force or something. Yeah, that's right. They're with the globalists. Yeah. Uh, the Soros-funded Pet Rangers. Alex Jones is definitely a ganglar. I mean, if I've ever seen one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alex... Alex Jones takes his shirt off, his skin goes red, and he just expands to the size of a building. <laughs> Somebody looks at giant Alex Jones and they're like, oh, this power is not from the Lupin collection, it's his own power. <laughs> He's just stomping around, yeah, turn the frogs gay. It's bad because I'm just imagining somebody like editing in the giant fight scene later, but with Alex Jones. <laughs> I would love it. Oh, like my blood is burning red thing. <laughs> ah. Yeah, like that bit when somebody replaced uh, the audio from that uh, part where Piccolo was psyching himself up. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, in particular, there is uh, this this one ganglar who's like a dog man with big old bone in his mouth, which is great. I thought he was a lion. Oh yeah, he's a lion he's with a bone like in a his mouth. Yeah, well, I can't remember his name, it starts with an R. It's like Ryzen or something like that. Roino. I don't know. Okay. Roy Orbison. That's it. Right. Roy Orbison is uh, talking to a uh, a very pretty young man who is eating ice cubes, I think. It's almost. So here's the problem. It looks like glass. no, go ahead. I'm, I'm saying it looks like glass. Like it, I think it's supposed yeah. to be ice, but it looks like he's just crunching on like a, a shot glass. Yeah, like he even like shatters it in his hand, and it just pops like a bulb. Yeah. And it's like this specifically made me think of like, wasn't there something in Fraggle Rock that was like eating crystals or something like that? Uh, I don't. I don't remember. know. I never watched much of Fraggle Rock actually. Despite being a big Mupp fan. Yeah. So, yeah, he's just eating these, like, I don't know, Christmas lights out mm-hmm. of a bag. And then uh, they're having an argument, and I guess it's because uh, the 
power of Lupin's treasure doesn't have any sort of effect on him, um, which makes the Lion Man angry because he basically wants to control him. Uh, so he turns into a, a a cowboy monster. Yeah, like a skeleton ice cowboy, because he's got like little icicles yeah. on his hat. So. <laughs> Things start kind of popping off very quickly here. Uh, to kind of back up a bit, the Hat Rangers and the Lupin Rangers, they must have had some sort of big battle that took place because the white Lupin Ranger is wounded severely. Yeah. And he's staying at the cafe where the other three Lupin Rangers live. And it seems like he and the red one don't Again, quite get along. They're living at a cafe. Yeah. What? It had had to have been. I don't know. Somebody had to have seen Persona Five and was like, "We're doing this." Wish they had a coffee dad. Yeah, but they they just have a coffee boy. That's not at all coffee dad. Red Lupin Ranger looks a lot like Kirara Asuka, which is very confusing to me. Um, makes me feel a lot of feelings. I better get through this with some things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so hurry up. Ready to blow. <laughs> oh no. Not again. That's right. <laughs> hey, well, if you remember that part in we Spider-Man. You cut all those things out that you said about Spice Girl's boobs in the ending credits. <laughs> yeah. Well, they made them ginormous for some indiscernible reason. It is weird. Yeah, it is. Um, is it weirder though than the fact that like Zipperman is very perfectly aligned with King Crimson's crotch? Yes. Have you noticed that? No, I haven't. Just the fact that he's completely spread eagle and his groin is lined up with Zipperman. No, I have not noticed that, but I will be oh, able to look have... out for it next time. I have fixated on it for a very long amount of time. I got my own stuff to work through. So, uh, then on like the the Pat Ranger side is they've they've also been kind of battle injured, um, and there's so I mentioned this to you. There's a black guy there, and I kept for whatever reason thinking that he would like speak in English or that they would like just dub him over. Like poorly, mm-hmm. that that guy well, has a real fluent, um, fluent Japanese. He has a real uh, Dean Learner from Dark Place vibe about him. Yeah, like the whole time I was just imagining him saying like, "That's it, Doctor, you're off the case." Or what, like that weirdo <laughs> voice that he did in that. Uh huh. Bye. Good gravy. A small bunch of objects are flying of their own accord in E-Wing. And apparently more objects are heading this way. Goodbye. Uh, man, yeah. Dark Place was good. I don't know. He, he might be native Japanese. I got no idea. So Probably. I don't know who that actor is. Uh, I just know that often in, in Japan, there at least more with video games where they will pull from like actors who are not natively from Japan. And then they are terrible. I mean, a lot of cases they'll just like get somebody off the street. It's like, Hey, you want to be in a video game? I like that. Um, yeah. the, that yeah. anime, I don't even remember what one it was. 
uh, the one where the guy like gets his finger stuck in a lobster tank and like turns around and he's flipping off a guy on the street and like it was obvious the people who did oh, the dub just <laughs> yeah that's it uh they obviously just got the first black guy they saw and it sounds terrible Hmm? Hey, what the fuck? You got a fucking problem? Uh? I'll pound the living shit out of you, you dumbass freaky tourist! I'll knock your fucking head off! You want more, huh? Say hi to people in Jersey for me. Yeah, I actually I think I know what you're talking about. It's like darker darker than black or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. This this made me feel bad that I thought that. <laughs> I was like, oh no. I mean given Japan's you reflect history, on me. You've seen Mr. Popo. You know what they are up to over there. Yeah, yeah I have. Uh, yeah, I don't know what like his uh, his role here is. I don't know if he's like the chief of police or something like that. Because they got like a like I, it's him and the police robot, and they're just in like this one scene, and they never show up again for the rest of the episode. Yeah, I'm gonna and, guess uh, he's like their captain, or at least like a supervisor. Yeah. Um. But basically, they noticed that this the Ryzen or whatever his name is is he's stirring up some shit Raisin. over by the shopping mall. And so we have this very intense sequence where it's just like, oh, there's a fight going on. The the police have been notified. They need to get on it. And then we just cut back over to the cafe and everything's just very slow and sullen. Mm-hmm. It's very jarring. Well, they can get that out of the way because like the last two thirds of this episode is just stuff popping off constantly. Yeah, so the other Lupin Rangers are are notified of the same thing, that this monster is out doing monster stuff, and they notice that the White Ranger is no longer there. Mm -hmm. uh, the Pat Rangers show up at the mall, or wherever this is. Uh, the Cowboy Monsters just like, peace, I'm out. And they get into a big fight with the Lion Man. And my like frame of reference for Super Sentai is the Power Rangers from the 90s. Yeah. So I remember, like, the fights were all practical effects, and, like, sometimes when they would get hit in the chest, like, there would be, like, a little spark sparks. that would pop off of yep. them. I was a little disappointed at the lack of sparks in this. Although, you do get really good CGI sparks. There's one part where somebody gets, like, thrown and he skids across the ground and there are CGI sparks on it. Like, yeah. it's a train trying to come to a stop. So there's a lot of CGI in this, and that's the thing that kind of took me by surprise was how much of this fight is, like, augmented with computers. Oh, it's great. It's like it's directed by Robert it, it, Rodriguez. Yeah, there's a very, like, Fatal Farm vibe to some of this. <laughs> yes. And we had mentioned um, uh, when watching this that every effect in it looks like when Master Shake throws something on the ground. Like all yeah. the explosions, just like this is somebody messing around with After Effects. Yeah, man, this is um, 
this is the definition of just do some stuff and we'll make it look cool later. I mean, everything about this, though, is so hyperkinetic. Like, it's just stuff everywhere on the screen. It's really exemplified in the transformation sequences and, um, like, when yeah. the, the Zords or whatever they're called in this one come hey, in. Look, I know it's a Super Sentai show. Uh, it is for kids, primarily, even though they say bastard in this a few <laughs> well, times and they get cut Japanese. up and bleed which is also something i was not necessarily expecting from a super sentai show but uh there's a lot of primary colors in this <laughs> a lot like to the point where it feels like a cartoon come to life like in a way that i think is kind of cool yeah, um the, the thing about the bastard but the, thing the guns is... bother me because they straight up look like toys in Japanese, it'd just be Kisama, which is just like a general purpose that could be darn. Like, you know, it. Yeah, moron, sure. Whatever. We could have got one of those edgy translations. So. I don't know. They could start saying the fuck word in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Rico, who I'd mentioned earlier, had told me apparently this series was not well received by Japanese audiences specifically because of the uh, objects like looking fake which for one thing i have never seen a tokusatsu series that looked realistic so that's news to me second i kind of like that they're pulling out these fisher price ass things and just going blah 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 and like dumping lasers into bad hey, guys with them but what if they were just actual guns yeah what if the pat rangers just pulled oh. out like fucking glocks yeah <laughs> just like here get a load of this 357 magnum in your face lion <laughs> Like Pat Ranger's just turning into oh, Dirty Harry. Oh, the red Lupon Ranger uses an AR-33. <laughs> Weird. Lupon Rangers now use Lugers. Walther P-38 says they should. Well, I started thinking about this because at the very, very, very tail end past all the credits, there's just sort of like this advertisement standard thing that is like the Pat Rangers are lined up on the left and the Lupon Rangers are on the right and they roll in and they pull their guns and then they start shooting at each other point blank. <laughs> And it's just all these explosions in the middle of them, and I started thinking about, like, okay, what if they did that, but then it was actual guns? Ugh. So, yeah, okay, they... they, By the way, really abrupt cuts, like, when they go to and back from commercial, because they're fighting inside, and then it's just like, bam, commercial, and then now they're outside. So I actually thought for a moment that would be like a stinger and it was just like a quick recap of a previous thing that happened in another episode, but it just kept going. Yeah. So, yeah, it, very abrupt. Um, but yeah, no, the, the the actual look of these fights is super crazy because, again, it's, it's all CGI. It's characters sliding around and explosions popping off and it's a lot more uh, – dynamic than anything i've seen out of again my only frame of reference power rangers yeah i mean that's uh, the thing you do have all the cgi but at the same time like you have these like really weird and cool camera movements of like going up and around as the characters are like yeah. flipping around and, and like back in back when we were watching power rangers in 1994 uh, it was like, here's a cut, and a guy, like, jumps on a trampoline over, and then here's another cut, and they, like, give a punch, and some sparks come out. Where yeah. here you've got here's this guy, a bunch like, of footage a... that they've been reusing for the last five episodes. Yeah, here, here it's like, this lion's got this guy on a headlock while he's trying to stab him, and he runs with him and slams him into a car. 
It's pretty good. Uh-huh. The fight choreography in this is pretty good. Um, white white uh, Lupin Ranger shows up. Lupin and, X. Uh, Does he have to have an X? Getting the vibe that maybe just white rangers in general in these shows are supposed to be sort of like the outsider ranger or something like that because he doesn't seem like he's actually necessarily working with the Lupin Rangers yeah, and he... seems willing to help out the Pat Rangers to some degree. Yeah, he's he kind of accepted by them at the end here. Yeah, um, which makes me wonder if there was a Green Ranger thing going on where maybe he was adversarial for a period of time. I don't know. Maybe. Um, we'll never know. Except I will, because well, was... I'm sure at some point I'm going to end up watching this, because this is good. Yeah, I absolutely will. So there actually is, in the preview for the next episode, it looks like a Pat Ranger who is a White Ranger. The preview and for I next don't episode know if that... looks so good! They have to get it into does. an auction, and it's like they have to yeah. win a million dollar auction to get this Lupin collection piece. Yep. <sighs> yeah. So, so yeah, I don't, I don't know if the White Ranger and that is like there's maybe a different, unique White Ranger for the Pat Rangers, or if it's the same guy and he just flips between sides. I am Ooh. not sure. I don't know. Yeah. So be cool. It would. It's like a uh, double agent. He, yeah. Oh no, he's the. What if he's like the guy from Persona Five that sucked? Oh, Adachi? Wait, no, wait. Yeah. A catchy. Oh, a catchy, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Maybe. Uh, so he, he shows up, uh, he starts getting into this fight, but he's wounded. He puts on like a safe, like a, a digital safe cracking device onto the safe on the lion guy's chest, uh, but it doesn't work. <laughs> and it, these safe cracking devices are great because it has the voice of a guy going, one, one, zero. No, it's more like one, one, three. Like no, it's this, quicker it, than it that. Cause... Stretches them out a mm. little bit, but also says them like rapidly. Well, it's like one will start before it's actually finished saying the previous one. Yeah, it, it sounds that's... weird. But specifically, one is pronounced like W A N. Yeah, one, one, zero, three. It one. reminded me specifically of the bit of Kathy's house from Vermilion Pleasure Night, where they're smacking each other, and it's going bam, bam, <laughs> punch, punch, punch. Yeah, yeah. punch, punch, punch. Punch, 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 chop, 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 Yeah, it reminds me exactly of that. So every time they do it, which is multiple times in this episode, I was really digging it. Um, But he gets thrown uh, down some stairs uh, so hard that he basically pops out of his white ranger gear. Mm-hmm. And then the Lupin Rangers show up, and uh, they are like, or he he kind of sits up and he's just like, oh, I, I figured it out. It's not a three number safe. That'd be uh, dumb. It's a six number safe, which means it's twice as good. Yeah, and they're like, man, you got knocked out of your armor like a fighting vipers character. And he's like, haha, I don't understand that reference. <laughs> I'm 13 years old. What's fighting vipers? <laughs> Well, you see, Sega had a console called the Sega Saturn, and it was really cool, but it also sucked. Okay, thanks, stranger. <laughs> You're welcome. Glad to be of service. 
you might want to get to a Fallout shelter because we're going to fight with robots in a little bit. Yep. Leading cause of death in Japan now that we're doing this whole thing. Do not evacuate nearby buildings. Unnecessary. Nope. <laughs> Too busy jumping on the damn buildings to care. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so... Basically, they need to take two of their devices and put it on them at once. That's going to be the only way to crack the safe. Uh, also, before we move on from this, the Yellow Ranger looks like she's wearing a hat from the tiny hat segment from Tim and Eric. Oh, yes. Love it. It's adorable. It's this little party hat that you know is just like tied on with a little elastic band. Uh huh. Because it also has a little veil on it. It's just like it's <laughs> slightly askance on her head. Oh, man. It looks so dumb. Mm-hmm. I wish that it stayed on her head when she turned into a ranger. Me too. Like, imagine if, like, one of the Lupin rangers just was wearing a top hat. That would be great. So it, it's weird because apparently they... We kind of, in this episode, just see them in their normal outfit and then in ranger form but apparently they do have like an in-between phantom thief form where they wear the like the masks and the hats and everything it's too bad we don't really get much of that here it is uh so the lupon rangers end up joining the fight and what essentially happens here is the two groups need to work together Mm mm-hmm I do not know if this is happening for the first time or if this is a thing that is sort of on again, off again. I don't. I would guess it's the first time. This is about halfway through, so it seems like this is the point where they start working together. Yeah. Um, the red uh, Pat Ranger, though, he is not into it, even though the other two are. In particular, the pink Ranger seems way into it. She's the one that gave the suggestion. Uh, she seems like the most level-headed of that group. Um, also, and as they're working not together, too hard we... on the eyes, if you know what I'm saying, boys. Ha cha 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 cha. Right. Right. Okay. 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 <laughs> it's fine. No. <laughs> this is the mark you want to make on the world. This mm-hmm. is uh, what we're committing to a recording, huh? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying I disagree. <laughs> No, see, Saying the Yellow doing... Ranger's better. She's got that dumb hat. We're, we're just doing role reversal. See, normally this is the kind of thing you do. So this time I'm doing it. No. It keeps things fresh. Yeah. <laughs> Let me talk about a band nobody listens to anymore. How dare you. How dare you. <laughs> I've been told you've been spreading the uh, good far. word about blood, sweat, and tears, so... Yeah, that's right. Get a pass. Blood, sweat, and tears, which uh, listeners heard, uh, let's see, was 120... Uh, 40 minutes ago. Nice. Yeah. So, there, in particular, the two Red Rangers seem to really hate each other. Because I guess they're the leaders of each respective group, and so they are the most at like ideological odds with each other. Yeah. Uh, White Ranger though don't care. White Ranger plays the field. White Ranger does what the White Ranger wants, 
he don't care about your rules. He's over here just backflipping and going, ooh la la. <laughs> yeah, he says, like, merci at another point. Um, merci beaucoup. Oh, the, my. La croix. Uh, <laughs> the red pat ranger kind of doesn't do much, though. Like, the pink ranger does seem like the one who's calling all the shots. It's like it's weird because he seems to like reluctantly go along with it, but also he seems to have no real say. Yeah. Uh so they they kind of uh they, they bind up this lion man, they put both of the devices on him, they crack it open, and they rescue uh Lupin's most valued treasure, a Nickelodeon wristwatch. Yep. No mention of like what it is. Uh but apparently could... it, it was what was letting him regenerate. Because at one point he straight not... up explodes and just like forms back together. Yeah, I could not fucking tell you what this thing is. It's like a purple pink strap and like a green box with like a red node on it, and then there's like another like protrusion that I think is like blue. Yeah, I bet at the end they're gonna find all these pieces like combined into something that'll like give ultimate power, and they yeah. have to defeat that or something. And the carrot man is like the key to all of it. Like he's the <laughs> yeah. he's the soul of whatever device was blown apart. No, he's the one that gets it. It turns out he was manipulating everybody. He's the main bad guy at the end. What what if all the parts reform Lupin? <gasps> <gasps> That's a gribble of an idea, I, George. I think I figured out the Lupin the Super Sentai show. I think I figured out how it ends. Right. All by my, all by myself. Uh, but anyway, yeah. For the time being, they found Lupin's what's it? His who's it? His little dingle His dangle device. Yeah. This thing that looks like it belongs in the background of a Pee Wee Herman set. They just yanked it out of this lion man. This thing that looks like you'd get it in a Happy Meal. Yeah. Just it looks like your kid would pull it out of a Happy Meal, and you get really angry. Because you can't figure out what the kids like anymore. <laughs> Just don't even know what it is. Uh, you can choose between Barbie or Lupin collection toys. Really tired, and so I'm just thinking like along the same lines, just pulling something out that no one would recognize anymore. Is like, oh, we finally uh, take an acquisition of Lupin Zune. It was inside the lion the whole time. It was letting him regenerate and share music. We got Lupin's talk boy. As seen in Home Alone 2. Ah, finally we got you Lupin's hit clips. <laughs> oh, what was the name of those uh, toothbrushes that would play music when you use them? <laughs> and it had like kiss songs in them because kids love oh, kiss. I don't, I don't remember. I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't remember the name of it. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they, they get the thing, and then the Lion, lion Man is just like, uh, joke's on you guys, I don't need to regenerate, because I get fucking huge. Check me out. I'm the size of a building now, it's a good thing you guys don't have anything that can combat me, that that would be bad if you did. Yeah, I mean, he, he just like swells up like that uh, level in Parappa the Rapper too. The guys teach him how to get big. Yeah. He gets too big, and I gotta shrink him back down to size. Uh-huh. 
Don't don't tell anyone he was scared though. No, no, absolutely not. Ruin his reputation. So they start fighting over another odd device um, that basically summons Megazords, and then the Carrot Man uh, comes down from the moon or wherever and is just like, hey, instead of fighting over who gets the Megazord, why don't we combine the Megazords? And then you can share your power and work as a unit. Yeah. And they do, and so they form... This Megazord just has a bunch of <laughs> shit hanging off of it. Yep, it just looks like a regular Megazord, but with all these other tiny things, like, taped to it. Like, somebody, just like they just dipped it in... sticking out. They just dipped it in glue and rolled it around in a bunch of other Zords, and some of them stuck to it. It's a Megazord Katamari. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. So they all, like... They're in these, like, um, these cockpits, and, like, their chairs pop up, and it kind of, like, sections them off into, like, three different cockpits. And the main cockpit is the two Red Rangers, the White Ranger, and the Carrot Boy, and the Red Rangers start arguing with each other uh, immediately over, like, who's in control. And so the Carrot makes an executive decision, Uh and it's to dump the Red Ranger into a different cockpit and bring in the Pink Ranger. Yeah, the Red Pat Ranger is just like, change places, and just dumps yeah. him. It's a good bit. It's actually, I liked it. This got a genuine laugh out of me. I thought this was actually a really good bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the Red Ranger. He seems like a doofus. He seems like a total goober, and I love him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they just destroy this guy. It is not even a fair fight. Uh, this like, this fight, I'm kind of disappointed with how the Zord was all CGI. Like, you get dude in a suit for a good chunk of the lion bits, but the Zord stuff's, like, all CGI, and I want to see guy in a suit pretending to be a exactly. robot. So this made me wonder if maybe it's normally a guy in a suit, and because they have just so much crap hanging off of him, it's not practical this time? I think that might be a case, because I feel like in the previously on, there was a little bit of suit zord. Yeah, I don't quite remember. Because uh, there's like was. a movie preview, and I want to say those looked like they were CGI. Mm. And it was two different zords. Uh, there's a movie coming out of this, by, or has come out of it, by the way. Uh, and it was funny because the preview for it is just like, no way, the Pat Rangers and the Lupin Rangers are working together? Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it's Unheard more of. believable than you might think. They're doing it right now, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, he gets just totally stomped into the ground, and then uh, we catch back up with the other Ganglars, and uh, they seem very non-phased by this whole thing. Um, I guess they didn't think particularly highly of them to begin with. Yeah. Uh, old bone boobs there is just like, oh, I could have told you that would have happened. Great, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So everyone's back in, in their in their normal lives and their normal places now, and uh, it's the cafe, and they're trying to kick out the White Ranger because he's being a parasite basically he doesn't want to go home and do chores Ah, stupid Um, white ranger always freeloading that's right it's like to sleep with anger in here like white ranger comes in nobody can get rid of him 
White Ranger's trying to benefit off of everybody else's hard work. That's right. Shocking. Shocking. Uh, so White Ranger on the dole. <laughs> so the White Ranger then is just starting starting to like turn to each one of them and go like, oh, hey, why don't you come over to my house and like, make me food or something? And they each go like, fuck no. 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 Fuck off, dude. We don't want you here. Well, but wait, we like you. Later they say, like, actually, that's kind of our deal. We don't help each other unless absolutely necessary. <laughs> Which, okay. Apparently that's the Lupin Ranger Pink way. Ranger gets her hand stuck in a toaster, and the Blue Ranger's just standing there contemplating, is this absolutely necessary? <laughs> Do I help her? First of all, how'd she get her hand in there? That's the question. Oh, no. The I mean, carrot toast- man flew into the toaster as a joke, as a funny little goof. <laughs> and also, she needed to pull him out. Like toasters <laughs> it would only like keep your hand in there like if you had it on, right? In that case Like you need to get out like fast. <laughs> Second, I don't think it would grip you that strongly even then. <laughs> Don't need... <laughs> that episode of The Simpsons where Homer kept getting his hand stuck in the toaster. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Okay. You know what? I was yeah, wrong. The still on your hand. This is totally. <laughs> this is totally plausible. You were right. Mythbusters <laughs> say plausible. Hand in toaster. Oh my stomach hurts. Great. Almost oh. done. Laughed too hard. <laughs> I don't know why like I find to, it so funny. <laughs> we like to have fun here on Stand and Deliver, a JoJo podcast. <laughs> but seriously, you, you need to stop. You need to get on with it. Anyway, they kick the shit out of the lion man. Um, they explode him. <laughs> Explode them and everybody's like fine. It's all fine. <laughs> it's all fine. It's like George's okay, now. I'm, he's fine. <laughs> he took a walk around the room. Oh, he's okay. <gasps> okay. Nothing tickles the funny bone quite like old Simpsons episodes. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's like. It's one of those things where, for some reason, you know you need to stop laughing, and it just makes you laugh, like, harder and nonstop. Yeah. Like, my body doesn't know how to shut it down. That happened to me earlier in this very episode with the One Foot Clan, so I understand. (laughs) You know what I think it is? I think it's just that awesome One Foot Clan joke caught up with me. (laughs) You finally realized how good it was. Yeah. I think I really always knew. Yeah. Deep down in your heart of hearts. Yeah. Uh, Okay. okay. I'm fine. Uh, Anime Roulette, what do we watch this week? Oh, next week? No, this week. This week uh, was uh, Kaito Sentai Lupin Ranger versus Keisatsu Sentai Pink Ranger. Okay, right, so... Basically, there's these three groups, and I think they're like kind <laughs> no, of antagonistic no. to each other. We, we got to the end. They had exploded. They were having a a count a bad guy council. Oh no! I think I should lay down. Actually, that was kind of the end. 
the end of it like them in the cafe was oh. like the end bit right <sighs> yeah it no it, it was uh okay. there's still like three minutes left of the show because it is just a ton of previews for like this movie and i'm guessing like bandai is doing something and yeah yeah this is all bandai sentai stuff's all bandai thanks okay. bandai yep so give me my give me my damn model kit of the megazord with a bunch of shit hanging <laughs> off of it yes please give me an mg of that pronto uh, so, perfect <laughs> yeah, perfect. Three hundred dollar version of it. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna see we get rid of this. I think at this point we kind of just need to get rid of everything after we watch it, because we've got plenty of stuff here. Burn it all to the ground. Now that we've expanded our horizons to Tokusatsu, uh, we've got plenty of options. Yeah. So I'm going to. This I'm excited again uh, for the Tokusatsu stuff because you said that they did not like this show in Japan, so I want to see one that Japanese audiences went ape for. Yeah, yeah. I I don't. Apparently, it was mostly related to the props looking bad, but again, they all look bad to me, and that's part of the appeal. So, yeah, whatever. I did think those guns looked bad in particular, but also, like, whatever, I'm watching a Super Sentai but, show. But here's the thing, though. Don't you want that stuff to look bad because then you can just, like, go out to the store and buy one and it looks exactly like the ones in the show? I I think I like it closer to Power Rangers, where that stuff definitely looked like a goofy fake thing, but also, yo, Zack had an axe that was also a gun. Oh, those axes were good. You had the Green Ranger had a knife that was also a flute. Oh yeah. He also like, had that, that cool sword when he was a White Ranger with the lion head on it. Yeah, like that. Later, that stuff later. looked convincing in the world that it took place in, mm-hmm. and it looked cool. But it still definitely looked like, oh, this is merchandise. Like I could go to the store and I could buy that sword. Hmm. Okay. Well. uh see i shuffled some stuff around here so we'll do this and if it lands on this one again i'll just roll again i got seven all right we're back it's our friends at whatever it was high school in slam dunk yeah yeah it's been a while 90s anime the first yeah, it's been a... anime roulette, in fact. Yeah. It's been a while since I have watched an anime that had, like, actual hand-drawn animation. In it's it. been a while. Yeah, uh, okay, so let's start at episode 50, I think, because there are 101 total. 63. Well, this is before the one we watched before, which was 79. So we'll find out what led them to uh, whatever it was that happened in the other one. The, the team yeah, there slammed was the, some. Yeah, some dunks got slammed. Uh, yeah. Got a really good uh, bumper, commercial bumpers. Those things are amazing. Uh, yeah. I hope that we get bumpers of that quality, but they're also different. I think they are all like that throughout the series, but yes, I hope we get different ones. I just yeah. hope this isn't too far from the other ones, so it might not be. 
but we'll find out next time. Oh, and we'll also be watching episode 28 of JoJo, which is what? Oh, what was it called? Uh, Sky, Sky has fallen. Skyfall. Yes, Skyfall. That's it. 007 Skyfall next week on Stand and Deliver. I can't believe they're bringing Adele in to do the main theme. Fighting gold. That's what she's doing. It's just a cover of it. Yeah. Michael Bublé is going to do the next episode. You excited? Excited about Michael Bublé? I've never been excited for Michael Bublé. Yeah, nobody has. What's going on? What's going on? I'm really scared. What's going on? What's going on? You're really scared. SOS, SOS, please handle me with care. SOS, SOS, please handle you with care. Scared. I'm straight up legit, always in control, I patrol my hood, taking care of business, stopping crying for cool. I wasn't scared, you must have been dreaming. You weren't scared, I must have been dreaming. Better believe it, my mind is like a demon. Better believe it, your mind is like a demon. I'm Lord, everybody knows my name. I resign today as president of the bank. For their lying, their greed, their injustices. We were all under pressure to operate in a deceiving way and cheat the customer. Goodbye.